This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Finding Your Bliss with host Judy Liebrach. Heard every Saturday at 1 p.m. on Zoomer Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Finding Your Bliss, a show that helps you find and follow your bliss. Did you know that according to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, over 6 million Americans have a panic disorder? And according to Stats Canada, 3.5 million Canadians use health services annually for mood and anxiety disorders. Anxiety is the name used to describe the experience of the body's fight or flight response. There are varying degrees of anxiety from general worrying and tension all the way to full-blown panic attacks. We experience anxiety from time to time, and this is very normal, but when anxiety starts to happen more frequently, it can become problematic. Fortunately, there are many ways to reduce anxiety, and today we're going to learn some great techniques on how to achieve this. One thing I know for sure, as Oprah would say, and that is, A blissful state is almost impossible to achieve without peace of mind. So today we're going to talk about how to combat and even how to overcome anxiety with two incredible guests. Carly Cooper is a life coach and author of the empowering book for new moms called Balance the Motherload, Reinvent Your Life in Just Eight Weeks. And she's here today to tell us about her brand new program called The Conquer Anxiety System, an online program that teaches entrepreneurs and professionals how to conquer their anxiety so they can feel calm in control and have more confidence in their lives. But first, I am so excited to introduce you to author Tom Bunn, who wrote a book called Panic Free, the 10-day program to end panic, anxiety, and claustrophobia, which is the result of his many years of addressing flight panic in his role as an airline pilot. He is also a licensed therapist, regular contributor to Psychology Today, and a former U.S. Air Force captain who flew the Air Force's first supersonic jet fighter, the F-100. After years of working to help sufferers of panic and its close cousins, anxiety and claustrophobia, therapist and author Tom Bunn has discovered a highly effective solution, which we are about to learn all about today. Tom, welcome to Finding Your Bliss. Thank you, Judy. Before we delve into your newest book, which is fantastic, the panic-free book, the 10-day program to end panic, anxiety, and claustrophobia, can you just tell us briefly what inspired you to write your first book, SOAR, The Breakthrough Treatment for Fear of Flying? Well, if you go way back, there was an airline called Pan Am, which no longer exists. I flew with them, and we had a pilot there who ran a fear of flying program. Hmm. Um, And this was back in the 70s he put this together, and it was based on learning more about how flying works, relaxation exercises, Hmm. and exposure to an airplane. It worked for a lot of people, but it didn't work for people who panic quickly. Um, if a person panics kind of slowly, maybe there's some techniques you can use, such as breathing exercises, to intercept it. But but some people just go right into panic in a very rapid way, and mm-hmm. they really become unable to, to function so quickly. There's nothing they can really do to help themselves. Mm-hmm. So it became clear that if we were going to be able to help people 
like that be comfortable on the plane, we had to find a way that would stop panic automatically, mm-hmm. possibly even unconsciously. Hmm. A therapist in Washington, D.C. came up with an idea called thought stopping. You may have heard of you yes. put a rubber band on your wrist every time you think an anxiety producing thought, snap the wrist. Hmm. So I thought it made sense, but I thought maybe we could do something a little more sophisticated by having a person just habitually shift from an anxiety-producing thought automatically to some kind of a calming thought. Hmm. Um, It worked on and off, but what I ran into was that there were a couple of situations that would always work. One was linking being on the plane to nursing a child. Wow. (laughs) The other was linking being on an airplane to getting engaged or saying wedding vows. (laughs) And it turns out that when you nurse a child, you produce a hormone called oxytocin. And when oxytocin is produced, you can't produce stress hormones. Nature helps the nursing mom. It's going to take quite a while to do that. So Mm -hmm. what if halfway through she got anxious that she's got other things she needs to do? (laughs) Well, with the nursing, when it starts and all the time she's nursing, She produces oxytocin so she can have that thought, but it doesn't gain any traction. She doesn't get any stress hormones as a result of that that thought. So she's blissful enough that she can just (laughs) go ahead and nurse Mm -hmm. without worrying about the thought that she's got other things to do. There are some other things we found out later that we could do that would also produce oxytocin. But that was the first big change is being able to link flying to being to nursing the child. That's so brilliant. I love that. It, it makes so much sense. You say that people who suffer from panic disorder only receive marginal relief from psychotherapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, mm-hmm. and even medication. Can you begin by explaining for us what cognitive behavioral therapy is and why you believe it's not always effective in treating those with anxiety disorders? Well, cognitive takes the attitude that if you're having anxiety, you're not thinking the way you should be thinking. Uh, For example, you could say, well, yeah, sure, planes crash, but it's so rare that they do, you shouldn't really worry about it. Uh, That doesn't seem to work for for everybody. Um, Why I think cognitive doesn't work for panic is that thing I alluded to, is that many people who panic, panic so quickly Hmm. that their ability to, to think. Their cognition is fried. They got no cognition to do cognitive tools with. That was the problem we ran into. But when we linked being on the plane to nursing, we didn't produce the stress hormones. And then, But what about this other thing? What about <laughs> wedding vows, getting engaged? We didn't know why it worked. <laughs> but there's a researcher named Stephen Porges who discovered that when we are with other people, we exchange signals unconsciously. Mm-hmm. The signals come from the face, from the voice quality, and from body language or touch. Mm-hmm. In many social situations, we get signals that we're physically safe, but we don't necessarily get signals that we're psychologically safe because mm-hmm. we're being sized up or judged or mm-hmm. criticized outright or maybe uh, silently. So we just sense that we, we can be a little, we don't need to run away, but we don't really feel totally comfortable. Sometimes when we're with a person who completely accepts us, the calming system, the parasympathetic nervous system, mm-hmm. according to Stephen Porges's research, mm-hmm. gets fully activated mm-hmm. and will override stress hormones. Wow. And he puts it 
he, he says it's this powerful. Think about your car. If you get in your car and press your foot on the brake pedal solidly, it doesn't matter if you press on the gas pedal. The car is not going to go anywhere. Now, what this means is that if you can get your calming system, your parasympathetic nervous system, like the brake on your car, to be fully activated, it doesn't matter how much stress hormone you get. It wow. will override it. Wow, that's so cool. So now the question is, how can you find someone who will give you optimal calming signals? That's where a person who, when you're with them, is both psychologically safe and physically safe. And so now you can maybe see why getting engaged works or, or wedding vows works, because in that moment, the person is accepting you completely without judgment. Right. Of course, it may change in weeks, right? <laughs> or years, or many, many years. <laughs> <laughs> but at least at that moment, you're completely accepted, and your parasympathetic nervous system is fully activated, and it overrides stress hormones. So we're able to then use that to link to being on the airplane. Mm. But you see, once Porges' research made this clear, now we found there's other ways that you can activate your parasympathetic nervous system. Interesting thing is, it's so easy to overlook a person who can give you the calming signals that you need. Right. And you need that like, person. And, and over the years, you've developed a method to manage and prevent anxiety without the need for doctors or medications. Can you tell us a little more about this? And it's a 10-day program. Why it's 10 days and what, what some of this program is? Well, we, we settled on 10 days because if a person is anxious, they need very specific prescription about the steps to take. Mm -hmm. And there's always anxiety about maybe I'm not doing it right. So we said, okay, let's come up with 10 days and mm -hmm. do this today and then the next thing the next day so that you feel like you really did the work. And that knowing that you did it right takes away some of the anxiety. But you can do something as simple as what I'm about to tell you that will, in just a two or three days, make mm -hmm. a big difference in your life. Now, we talked about how when you're with a person who's calming, their face, voice, and touch activates your calming system. Yes. Um, so what we need to do is find a person who, of course, you're physically safe with, but also psychologically safe. It needs to be someone who's not gossipy, someone who's not judgmental, someone who really accepts you. And the reason I'm saying it's easy to overlook this person because we are more impressed by people who are hard-charging and critical. Right. Uh, so we might sort of not think about the right person here. We just need somebody who's... We might just, miss them. Uh, they might be right under, like the carrot under the nose syndrome right in front of us, and we've, we, we, yeah. we don't notice them. So you have to sort of be aware of who that person is. Yeah, just someone who's just a kind of an ordinary person who doesn't criticize us. Right. When we're with that person, we pick up signals from their face, voice, and touch. So for the next few days, instead of trying to not be aware when you get stressed about something, when stress hormones hit... Mm -hmm. As soon as you notice that you just got zapped by some stress hormones, pretend that your friend just walked into the room, mm. there's your face, they say hello to you, there's the voice quality, mm. and they come over and give you a hug. Wow. If you intentionally follow getting revved up by intentionally calming down, mm. then it will soon become a habit and 
then it'll become a program. It'll go into unconscious procedural memory, and it'll just calm us down whenever we get revved up. Before we go to commercial, and, and actually, I'm going to ask you this for right after the commercial. Can you do it for yourself if you don't have that safe person? We're going to go to a short commercial break and find out the answer to that when we come back. More with Captain Tom Bunn, airline pilot and author of Panic Free, when we come back, back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility centre for over 25 years. CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about CREATE Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on AM 740 FM 96.7, and we're tackling anxiety today with a wonderful book called Panic Free, the 10-Day Program to End Panic, Anxiety, and Claustrophobia with author and airline pilot Tom Bunn. Hi again, Tom. Yes, Judy. I asked before the break, and I'm just curious, if you don't have that person and you can't even conjure up their image and you're just in a, in a situation where you're on your own, can you talk slowly to yourself? Can you give yourself a hug? Can you sort of apply a lot of those principles in a self-caring well, way? There, there are things you can do that will produce oxytocin. I don't know if you remember Temple Grandin, who mm-hmm. is on the spectrum, and she, when she was in first in college... She realized that when she got squeezed or hugged, she was calmer. So she developed an apparatus she could climb into and squeeze herself. Mm. And they thought this was so weird that they kicked her out of school. But <laughs> uh, she was onto something. So, yeah, a long hug, 30 seconds or so, will produce oxytocin. Mm. So then the question is, can you, can you remember a hug like that? Mm-hmm. Can you find a person who will do that? It, it, you know, I, I got to figure that most of the things we do that involve just us are more to try to escape the mm-hmm. things that trigger us. And I think that from what I've learned, it, it surprised me and that it seems like all of our real active calming comes from somebody else. And the question is, is it going to be a person who's really live there in front of us or can we take a memory of a person right. who we had that with and build it in so we are, have a portable way to right. make the person You have to choose the right active. person. You have to, it's like the right song choice. You have to choose the right person mm-hmm. and spend some time on this exercise because you choose the right person. You can call up that person whenever you need to have that, you know, that memory or that image of the hug or the calming voice. That's a very, very smart thing. Tom, are some people prone to developing anxiety disorders more than others? Well, there's supposed to be some genetic disposition. They figure about 30% that max could Mm -hmm. be genetics. Mm -hmm. Most of it has to do with how we are related to in our early experiences. Mm -hmm. My guess is it's something like this. You know, when a baby's born, you know that their sympathetic nervous system, the one that revs us up, Mm -hmm. you know they can get revved up. They can scream bloody murder. Mm -hmm. But they 
they've got a parasympathetic nervous system, <laughs> but they can't operate it on their own. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So a caregiver, probably mom, is going to activate the baby's parasympathetic nervous system mm-hmm. to calm them down and override the stress hormones mm-hmm. that's causing the baby to be revved up. Mm-hmm. She does it intuitively with mm-hmm. her soft, loving eyes, mm-hmm. her voice. And she talks to the baby in her native language, but the baby doesn't understand those words. Why does she do it? Because it works. The mm-hmm. quality of her voice is calming. And, of course, touch. Right. So this goes on for months. At around 18 months age of age, a child, it, the brain has developed to the point that the child recognizes that when I cry, if mm-hmm. mom's not around, she comes rushing over. Mm-hmm. And she comes and picks me up and she talks to me. And she hugs me. Mm-hmm. So let's say the toddler is, gets upset, mother's in another room, mm-hmm. and, and he or she starts to cry. Mm-hmm. Pictures the mom is going to be here in a moment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see her face. And she's going to say, honey, what's the matter? And she's <laughs> come to come over and give me a hug. <laughs> and before she gets there, the imagination calms the baby. Right. That's so fantastic. That's and so then fun. let's say now, here's the tricky part. Let's say mom comes in and says, hey, honey, you were just all upset. Are you really okay? Well, let me give you a hug anyway. Hmm. But look what would happen if the mom comes in and says, hey, I was busy. I rush in here to find what's going on with you. I think something awful's happening. You're hmm. totally fine. Stop it. Uh-huh. And walks away. Sounds perfectly reasonable, doesn't it? Uh-huh. And yet it doesn't reinforce the child's expectations so it doesn't become a program Mm -hmm. that's going to activate his calming system. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I want to ask you, Tom, have you ever experienced anxiety and or panic disorder? Yeah, well, I when I first soloed an airplane, I had a panic attack. <laughs> oh boy! I instruct a That's pilot, scary. <laughs> and and uh, he said, "Go up and uh, do some stalls maneuvers and some over the uh, uh, barrel rolls." He says, "Don't do any loops." He says, "Come back and make one full stop landing." Oh, he said, "Oh yeah, by the way, just fly around for twenty minutes, do something you wanted to." So oh. I went, kind of like on hypnotized. I went up and I did the things he told me to do, and then he said fly around for 20 minutes, do something you want to do. And I thought, geez, in this program, it was so intense. I hadn't done anything I wanted to do for 20 (laughs) minutes for months. And I suddenly had this panic attack. Oh, my God, I've got to land this plane. And I don't know how because he'd been yelling at me for days that I didn't know what the hell I was doing in the plane. He would sometimes say, Tom, stop it. What are you trying to do, kill us? You know, he, was, he was not a nice person to be with. And so um, initially I got into the air, felt relief that he wasn't in the plane, but then suddenly I missed him and uh, had this kind of panicky feeling like there's no way out of here, but I didn't have much choice, so I had to push on through it and get the plane on the ground. The that made a big ground. difference. Yeah. You, yeah. you say that imagined danger can cause panic more easily than real danger sometimes. What's the difference between imagined danger and the real thing? Well, if you imagine something going wrong, you can trigger the release of stress hormones, and you don't necessarily just stop with that. Well, let's say let's say you're thinking about you're going to fly. You got a flight coming up, and you think, well, geez, you know, the plane could crash, and then you think it could be like that one where this person had this mm-hmm. awful experience, and they start thinking, what would it be like to have the plane plunge for ten minutes and think mm-hmm. what it's going to be like this just can't take that so the imagination can snowball giving you one awful scenario after another 
and trigger one release of stress hormones after another, after another, mm-hmm. after another, and build up such a heavy load of stress hormones that you start having feelings that uh, are worse than what you get in a real airplane because things just don't happen that rapidly or in s- the real airplane as they happen in your mind when you imagine being right. in the plane. Right. What is the most important thing for a person to do in the middle of a panic attack? That's the tricky thing. There's nothing you can do. I mean, it, 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 it's you, you get all this advice about what you can do in the middle of the panic attack, but you, it's mm-hmm. not going to work because mm-hmm. when you're in that state, you are frozen. You can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And then you're getting this advice about what you should do and you can't do it. So it mm-hmm. kind of sets you up for work. I got all this advice. Everybody says it works. It doesn't work at all. What's wrong with me? Right, right. What is the most important thing for a person who is witnessing someone else having a panic attack to do? Well, you can get them out of it. Um, This is what I used to do when we did those graduation flights at the Pan Am course. (laughs) You know, we told them breathing exercises would uh, work, and there they were doing their breathing exercises, having a full-blown panic attack. (laughs) Um, And so what I would do is I'd get right in their face. And um, the thing I somehow caught on to is that they were in imagination. They weren't really into reality mm-hmm. because the reality of being on the plane right there is just fine. Right. They were in their imagination that something awful was about to happen. Mm-hmm. So I needed to pull them out of their imagination into what's real. So I'd just get right in their face, hold up two or three fingers and say, count my fingers. How many fingers is that? Mm-hmm. And I might have to really be insisting, come on, come on, tell me, count them, count them. Mm-hmm. And when they would finally say uh, 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 three, then I would change it to four or two and then ask them again. And after doing that a few times, then I'd point to something. What's the name of that? Just bring them out of mm-hmm. their imagination to the world around them. Right. And right. that's all it takes to come out of the panic. Right. Snap them back into some kind of reality. What is bliss and happiness for Tom Bunn? I don't know. I think, you know, maybe it's talking about this stuff because it's so it's so really satisfying to work with people who believe nothing is going to work and and then talk to them a few days later and they've taken a flight and they're fine, didn't have a panic attack, they're amazed, or they had trouble with bridges or tunnels or MRIs and now they can do that without a problem. Wow, that's so fantastic that you do this work. I want to thank you so much for joining us, Captain Tom Bunn, on Finding Your Bliss. Your book is wonderful. And again, for our listeners, the book is called Panic Free, the 10-Day Program to End Panic, Anxiety, and Claustrophobia. What is the best way for people to contact you, Tom? Well, I do, you know, the fear of flying work, and that's an easy thing to remember. Just look up fearofflying.com, mm-hmm. and um, we have a lot of videos on on the site, and every Wednesday night we have an hour of uh, free group counseling you can join. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a good resource. That's fantastic. And how can people get a copy of your book? Well, they you can get it on on the on the web, Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble. Uh, I think that's probably the most universally available sources. It's available also as an audio book or or an ebook. Oh, that's fantastic! I love that. I want to thank you so much for being here today. We're going to go to a short commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to meet life coach Carly Cooper, who just created a wonderful program called the Conquer Anxiety System. Back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility centre for over 25 years. CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. 
In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about CREATE Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. And we're talking about anxiety today, and we're so delighted to have life coach Carly Cooper on the program. Carly says, while there are many things in life we can't control, she believes that with a positive mindset, intentional action, accountability, and the right support tools, everyone really has the power to create a fulfilling life that they love. Carly's purpose and passion is to inspire others to keep moving towards living a calmer, healthier, and positive vibe lifestyle. Love that. Her CarlyCooperCoaching.com really is a wonderful site, and I invite you all to visit it soon. She is also the creator of the Conquer Anxiety System, an online program that teaches people how to conquer their anxiety so they can feel calmer and have more confidence to live life on their own terms. Carly is also a silver leader and wellness advocate with the doTERRA, the number one essential oil company in the world. Because using these oils has been life-changing for her, Carly has made it her mission to educate those who are open to the powerful emotional and physical benefits of essential oils. Carly is also a well-known speaker, and she has been featured in numerous magazines, including Chatelaine magazine and TV shows. Carly, welcome to Finding Your Bliss. Thank you so much for having me. So great to have you here. We just heard, Carly, from Captain Tom Bunn, an airline pilot who became a therapist. Can you tell us about your approach as a life coach when it comes to anxiety and panic disorder? Yeah, so I am not a therapist, so I do definitely take a different approach. Um, For me, it's more about what are you feeling now and what do you want to feel moving forward? So, you know, there's always stuff about our past that we can draw upon of why we are the way we are and why we think the way that we think and what we were taught and the beliefs that we were fed into our mind. But as adults, we have the right to change that story. And what often happens is that we we hold on to these limiting beliefs and these blocks, and we think that that's how it has to remain, and it doesn't. So it's really about getting aware of what our blocks are, what our fears are, what the excuses we use, the stories we tell ourselves, and then learn how to change that and to rewrite a new story and a new ending for us. And a new script. Yeah. Can you take us back, Carly, to when you first experienced anxiety and panic attacks, which I think got you interested in this whole area? Yeah. So for me, it was in my 20s, which I won't tell you how long ago that was, but it was a very dark time for me. And I was working in the corporate world, which I should not have been, um, just because it just the whole environment, the the having to work for somebody else at the time, that's what I thought I needed to do to be successful. And I stayed there for five years. And and again, back in those days, we weren't as open as we are now to talk about 
anxiety and depression. It was, it felt more shameful. It felt like I had to suffer in silence. Mm. And because I always was considered the strong one, um, I didn't want to show that side of me because what would people think? And I, and I needed to keep that up. I mm. felt like I needed to keep that up. So it was really, really a dark time for me. And like I said, I stayed with it for about five years. Um, it affected my social life. It affected my physical well-being. Mm. Um, I had digestive problems. I couldn't sleep at night. Uh, I had panic attacks. And oh it was a really, really, again, hard time because I felt like I couldn't talk about it. I felt like I had to hide it. And so I finally, after five years, I say finally, but I, I left the corporate world. <laughs> and I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I knew it wasn't going to be that. And so I tried on a bunch of different hats and I tried different things. And through trial and error, I believe that every step is leading you one step closer. And I finally landed on being a life coach. And this was around the time of The Secret. So when my son was born in 2006, um, this is when The Secret came out. And I remember that morning, I had this defining moment at the gap. And I was looking for like, you know, I was six months after my son was born, and I was still buying maternity pants. So there was a problem there. But anyway, um, I, I just, there. yeah, exactly. I just had this defining moment. I woke up that morning and I said, universe, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but please just guide me. <laughs> and I sort of broke down at the gap, and it wasn't about the pants. <laughs> it wasn't not about the pants, but it wasn't entirely about the pants. And then I remember I woke up the next day, and I turned on breakfast television, you know, just to check the weather, and Bob Proctor was on. And he is a pioneer in the self-help mo movement, uh, life coach, motivational speaker, <laughs> And he was talking about the law of attraction and the secret. And that afternoon, Oprah was on, and she also had a bunch of life coaches and motivational speakers. And what they were saying and what they were talking about, it just landed with me. And I just felt every hair on my body just rise, and I got goosebumps, and I just... I felt like they're speaking my language. And so I did some research. I took a certification to be a, li a life coach, and I just went with it, and I started. And, you know, it's evolved in the past 13 years, and it's just, I just knew. I didn't know where it was going to, what it was going to turn into, but I knew that I had come home. Isn't that, that wonderful? So. Yeah. What is the law of attraction for people who don't understand it? So to keep it very simple, the law of attraction is basically whatever you put your attention, energy, and focus on, whether it's negative or positive, is what you're going to attract back. Mm -hmm. So it's all about vibes or vibrations or energy that we project out into the world, into the universe, you know, to God, whatever works for you. And it's... The universe is going to match that. Mm. So I say whether it's negative or positive because most people, whether you believe in law of attraction or not, it's happening. It's a law. It's mm -hmm. a universal law. I didn't make it up. <laughs> Nobody else made it up. It's just like law of gravity is, so is law of attraction. Mm. But for most people, it's not working the way that they want it to. So they don't believe in it or they think that it's not for them or that they're not good enough or, or not deserving enough. But the universe doesn't have a brain. 
Right. So it's not deciding for you whether, you know, well, you were a terrible person in high school, so you don't get this. It has nothing to do with that. It's all based on the energy that you put out and what you're putting your attention, energy, and focus on. I love what happened. Well, first of all, you had the most wonderful story. Tell us your Instagram for, for people who want to get in touch with you because or, or how pe- you'd like people to get in touch with you. What's it? Yeah, so my Instagram is at Coach Carly, and uh, you can also find me on Facebook, Carly Cooper. Yeah, yeah. So you did the most hilarious, and you're, people don't know this about you, but I know that you you also do some rap, and you're amazing. You're an amazing <laughs> rap artist and singer. We'll save that for and, another day. <laughs> save that for another show. But um, you put the funniest thing on after what happened and how we got connected for the show. Can you tell us what happened? Yes, for sure. So I remember I had posted some story or something back in the, you know, 2019. And you saw it and you reached out to me and this was before the the holidays. And, you know, around the holidays, we're all just like, yeah, we'll do that. And then it's the holidays and we all (laughs) just sort of forget it. And I've always been somebody who, well, I shouldn't say always. I, I have these prompts, as we all do. We get these instincts or these gut feelings. And many times we ignore them because, you know, we're either scared or we we just get in our own way or we make excuses. And I've done that in the past. And I've sworn that I'm not going to do that anymore. Mm. When I get a hunch or an instinct or a, or a feeling, I'm going to act on it. And so I remember that you and I talked about me coming on the show, but maybe in March or April. Mm. And for whatever reason, on Monday, I got this prompt to reach out to you. And I said, okay, once I'm out of the shower, because I don't bring my phone in the shower, I will dry off and then I will text you. And that's what I did. And literally two days later, we actually, you got in touch with me right away. Instantly. Yeah. Instantly. And you were like, yeah, maybe we'll do something in March. And then it was like, wait, I have this, <laughs> opening. this opening two days later. And I was like, perfect. And then I, behind the scenes, I was like, crap. Like, I got to get everything together. But my, you know, again, I, I say yes first and figure it out after. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and the universe responded because you put yourself yeah. out there in a positive light. I picked up on that and said, wait a minute, that would be a great show. And I know we've got to go back to, to anxiety, but how did work and motherhood trigger your battle with anxiety? What do you think was happening for you? So I think that it was because first of all, a big piece for me was the shame around it and and pretending it wasn't there and trying to hide that I had it. And when you resist anything, it gets bigger. It's like having this big dust bunny that you just shove under the rug. It's still there. It's just, you know, you don't necessarily see it, but it grows and grows and grows. So once I got to a place where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to sort of come out of the anxiety closet, so to speak, Mm -hmm. and just say, just be vulnerable and be real. Then it was just like the floodgates opened and people were talking about it. It almost gave them permission to talk Mm -hmm. about it. I didn't feel so alone. I didn't feel like I was weak for feeling that way. I actually felt better about it. Sense of relief, I would think. it, It was actually took most of the anxiety away. Because the shame is more of the anxiety than the actual anxiety itself. Of course. And so then I just realized that I really wanted to be someone who advocates for myself and for other people and to teach them that there's nothing wrong with you if you have anxiety. It's actually a human emotion that everybody has. Some just hold on to it or just make it bigger than it needs to be. And I just, for me, put to, to... 
practices together and strategies and rituals wow. nightly and daily. I work on my mind every single day. Wow. And it's something that I take very seriously, but it's changed me. It's literally like I would not consider myself somebody who, I mean, I have anxiety, but I don't define myself in that way anymore. It just happens to be wow. another emotion that I have, but I really feel like I have a handle on it. And so I just wanted to teach other people how to do the same. How did your personal experience help you create the Conquer Anxiety system? Because you've created a very elaborate system, and I take it that the essential oils are part of it, and your life coaching is part of it, and the law of attraction. But how did you create this Conquer Anxiety system? It's literally everything that I do. And so it, it almost became like I had to break it down into almost like a journey. So the the first phase is just understanding what anxiety is and what kind of anxiety you have and what your triggers are and getting clear about what in your life is causing you anxiety because we all have areas that might stress us out like finances or relationships or work or health but there's one thing that's keeping you up at night that's giving you those 3 a.m. sweats right and when you can hone in on that one thing it helps to understand what else is going on because it's a ripple effect, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're stressed out about, let's say, your finances, it's going to affect your relationships that are going to affect your career and all the other things. And so once you can establish that, then it's about where, where I bring in the essential oils. Um, it's you have to manage the symptoms of anxiety first before you can do the brain stuff. Because mm -hmm. if you're in a heightened sense of stress or anxiety or you can't sleep at night or you can't focus or your stomach is bothering you or you're getting tension headaches, yes. that's what you're focusing on. So I'm somebody who, while I believe in doctors and medicine and I think there's a place for it and I'm not judgmental about people who take it, for me, I wanted to take a natural approach whenever possible. Yeah. And so that's when the, where the oils really came into play for me. Once you can manage the symptoms, where the, when you use a, a good quality therapeutic grade oil, they're not all created equal, that's another session. Um, <laughs> but when you find the right fit, um, and people can contact me about that, I can talk to them about it, but then... You manage the symptoms. Then you're in a calmer place. You're sleeping better. You're not worried about your stomach as much. Then you can show up and do the work. That's great. And that's where you get into figuring out what your blocks are, what your excuses are, what your um, your um, negativity is, your your thoughts, all of that. Then once you're clear on that, you move into the next phase, which is the law of attraction and how to get clear about what you want. And so there's a whole segment on that. And then when you know what you want, it's about maintaining the positive vibrations right. as, as much as you can. As much as you can. Yeah. We're, so we're sitting here and I've been eyeing this the whole time. So in between Carly and I is one of her essential oils. We rushed in her. She has this magic kit of all these, <laughs> like a potpourri. It was like, like a candy like store. Like Mary Poppins bag. <laughs> Mary Poppins carpet bag. <laughs> yeah. and, but there's one right here. Can you tell us about what it is? Yes. Yeah, so this is lavender. Oh. Um, this is like a party favorite for, for most people. Some people don't love it. And I used to actually not like it, but I would, was smelling a synthetic version of it. So it kind of gave me a headache because I'm very sensitive to smells. But this particular brand and this one is like, 
It puts me to sleep. It calms me down. It's actually very good for the skin too. But if we're talking about it just from an emotional perspective, lavender is one of the ones that most people go to just for a sense of calm and, you know, just helps you sleep and relax. It's it's a game changer. Can we, can we give it a oh, try? Please. I'm so excited. Absolutely. <laughs> so this is the roller. So this means you can just roll it directly on your wrists oh. or your pulse points. Wow. They also come in an oil form, which you can diffuse, which is an amazing oh. way. I know. Gorgeous. Right? It's instant calm in here, oh. people. Oh. Um, Lovely. Yeah. So they've literally, I use them morning, noon, and night, and I travel with them. They go everywhere with me. And this is one of those things that instantly keeps me calm because I know in a moment of panic or in a moment of like not feeling myself, I can reach for something that's safe and that's natural and that's very fast acting. That's so fantastic. And we're finding out more and more that cognitive behavior therapy doesn't work for everyone. I think it's one in seven. We're finding out the medication. I don't know if you read the other day on the cover of a National Post newspaper, Jordan Peterson, who is suffering from a reaction to an anti-anxiety drug. Mm -hmm. So when you can go natural, it can be a wonderful thing. Yeah. I mean, again, I I don't want to talk too much about medications and stuff because I think there is a place for it for some people. But I find that for someone like me, um, who I was actually uh, prescribed a very heavy medication for severe panic disorder and for severe sleep disorder. And at that time, I was not my own advocate. I was, you know, I went to my doctor and I was like, yes, tell me whatever. You went to school. I trust you. And she, it's, I don't blame her. She was doing what she knows, but I went to a pharmacist who actually stopped me and said, this is extremely addictive mm-hmm. and do your research. And I went home and I saw that it was, had two pages of side effects, one being suicidal thoughts. Oh, and I didn't take it. I didn't because I didn't feel that for me, right. I was severe. I I know myself and I know that I will do the work to do what it takes. And so for me, something natural is all that I needed. I just didn't have yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. What is your take on you call in your in your program the mind funk that we create, <laughs> the stories we tell ourselves. Tom Bunn calls it the imagined danger yeah. phenomenon. Can you tell us a little bit about the mind funk? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean the anxiety that I say that it's what we create because a situation is what it is. It's, it's, you know, it's rain, it's traffic, it's, it is what it is, but we create and we attach a meaning behind that or a story. So it means I'm going to be late or it means I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to make it on time or we just get ourselves all hyped up or texting, for example, you know, (laughs) we interpret our own meaning towards that when somebody could innocently have just texted something. But if we show up and we're already in a heightened state, we're going to read it differently and we're going to interpret it differently. And now this person hates me and I have no friends and I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life. And (laughs) these are the things that we tell ourselves, but they're not actually based on fact. And so I say to people, you always have to ask yourself, is this true? Mm-hmm. Is this in fact true? Is it based on anything? And if it's not, then we have to rein that in and yes. we have to get to the truth. And how do we do that? We either ask the person that's involved instead of asking all of our friends right, right. <laughs> who don't know anything right, about it, right. but get the facts. Because even if it's not what you want to hear, you have the answer in front of you and you can work with that. You either, you just figure out how to deal with it. 
Exactly. But it's based on the truth. Based on the truth. And and it's a little bit of all or nothing thinking, right? Totally. It might not be a black or white situation. It might just be, I was racing too, and I just dashed off a quick you know, text, and I didn't even really think about it. And by ga- gathering the information and asking about it, you don't get yourself into that wild state. I love also how you talk about how to calm down, and you have a hilarious way of describing it in your program, calm the something down. <laughs> <laughs> calm the funk down. We have to really enunciate. Yeah, so... so so, you know, I try and even though I this is a serious topic, I try and make bring bring some humor to it because if we don't take ourselves as seriously as we always do, then it does lessen the anxiety and we have to learn to laugh at ourselves. Now, you know, I've come to that place. We may not always be there. Um, but yeah, it's really just about if we can get to the truth and and you've mentioned the all or nothing thinking that is I talk about that in one of my my lessons which is all about crooked thinking patterns and yes. that's one of them um so when we have an awareness and we understand what our stories are what our blocks are what our excuses are then we can learn to calm down and that's the that's the essential oil section so that's the section that will help us you know, use a natural solution to help us again with the symptoms that we have. And that could be lack of sleep, lack of focus, stomach aches, headaches, muscle tension. Mm-hmm. I mean, it comes in so many different forms for people. It's almost like by doing that, it's almost like yoga and meditation. You do a yoga class and relax your body so that you can be clear for the meditation. Exactly. So same sort of idea, right? You're just getting yourself to more of a homeostasis, a calmer place. And then you can start to Well, and work. a big piece, too, is, at least it was for me, is that, you know, when you're in an anxious state, you feel that you're out of control. And most of us love to be in control, right? And the problem is, is we can't control most things, and so that's when we spiral. But what I love about the oils is it allows you to take control of your health in a safe way. Yes. They're at your disposal, you know, as long as you use them with common sense, meaning you don't drink an entire bottle <laughs> of essential oil, um, There, there's really no side effects. And so you can, you know, that's why I carry them with me. It's almost like it's my safety net to just have them and know that they're there. And I don't always need them, but I know that they're there. Just by knowing that they're there, you already feel calmer. It already alleviates half the anxiety that I feel. Yeah. So uh, as a fellow life coach, I do a lot of work with the inner critic. And I love that you talk about the self-sabotaging beliefs and fear and that almighty inner critic Mm -hmm. that wants to always get in our way. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that inner critic? And can you tell us a little, a little bit about these self-sabotaging beliefs and how you deal with them? Yeah. So, you know, we always have that voice in our head that says, we're not good enough. We're not smart enough. You're too old. You're too young. You're not educated enough. Who's going to pay you that? Whatever it is for you. Yeah. And it's just that voice that's in our head. And when you can look at it for what it is and call it out. And so one of the tricks that I do is I've actually created a character about my inner critic, what she looks like, what she sounds like. And for me, I mean, you can make it whatever, but for me, do you know Roz from Monsters, Inc.? Yes. You know that character? Yes. That's my inner critic. (laughs) Because she's like, she's just mean, but in a funny way, and her voice is so (laughs) dramatic. And it's just, so once I put it to that, then I'm just, it's almost laughable what she's saying. I don't believe it. And if you look at what the intention of the inner critic is, it's not really to criticize you or keep you stuck. It's to protect you. Right. And so when you can look at that and say, okay, thanks, Roz. 
I hear you and I see you and I thank you for protecting me against X, Y, and Z. Right. But I got this. I don't need you. Right. Fantastic. And then you can like either walk her out the door or <laughs> kick her or kick her on the butt, whatever works for you. Um, but again, if you can sort of make light of these things that are these demons in her mind, then they're not as big and scary. Oh, it's big and scary. That's so cool. I love your phrase, get shift done. Is that really the law of attraction sort of issue, get shift done? Well, I, I, I use sort of that play on words and, you know, leave it to your imagination <laughs> of, of what that is. But it's really, again, it's about a mind shift. Mm-hmm. And so I just use that play because once you can learn to shift your negative thinking to positive thinking, and it's it's not as simple as that. I mean, there's other steps involved, but learning to focus on more of an abundant mindset rather than a lack um, you know, instead of thinking about all the things that we don't want, we shift that into thinking about what we do want. Yes. That's when it starts to to work and to really focus on it. And really a big piece of that is, which is really hard for people, is to believe it before you see it. Right. Because most of us are like, yeah, I'll believe it when I see Act it. Act as if, right? Well, so, yes, yeah, sorry. It's so it's, it's to see it first. Yes. And, you know, and then then it it comes. So it's not like we need to see it before we can believe it. We have to really, with every fiber of our being, believe that it's it's in cue. Whatever you want, it's waiting for you. Right. You just have to get there. And it's about taking deliberate action to do that. How can you use your moods and your emotions as your guide? You say you can actually trust your own emotions and, and the mood that you're in to be your guiding light. Yes. Yeah, so there's something called the comprehensive emotional scale, which every there's a lot of emotions that have a vibrational frequency to it. So gratitude is actually one of the highest vibrational frequencies. Whenever you can get into gratitude... Even, you know, just that you woke up in the morning and that we have breath, you know, that's something to be grateful for. Cup of coffee. Absolutely. Whatever it is for you, if you can get into that, it will shift your energy and it will put you in a higher vibing state. So cool. Affirmations. How can affirmations help you calm down? Yeah, so I have something in my in my course called it's Affirmations 2.0 because I I have a love hate with affirmations. I think they're important, but they don't work for most people. And that's because we don't actually believe what we're saying. So, let's say for example, you know, someone says, "I want to make I'm I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire." <laughs> but they keep focusing on the fact that they have no money in their bank account. <laughs> they don't actually believe what they're saying. So it's not just about the words that you're using. You have to attach a belief and and a feeling behind what you're saying. So I have a different way of approaching affirmations. I think they're good and important, but I think the typical way that we've been taught how to do them don't work for most people. So what's a trick? What's a a great tip? So saying that you're in the process of, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're in the process of becoming a millionaire, Mm -hmm. then just you picking up the phone and making a, a call with somebody, right? So it doesn't mean that you're a millionaire today, but by m- taking intentional small actions compounded Smart. over time, it's more believable. So Carly, you're not going to believe this. Our time is almost up and there's so much more. So I want you to come back. I, I definitely want you to come back yeah. on the show. But I have to ask you, what is bliss for Carly Cooper, who brings bliss and calm and happiness to so many people? 
Well, first and foremost, it's connecting with like-minded, lovely people like yourself. That's <laughs> very you. blissful for me. Um, I love music. I love um, performing, which I will not do here, but <laughs> take my word for it. I do love doing She's that. She's great. I've seen her. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I, I love animals. I love just lightheartedness. So laughing with my son and my husband and, and our dog. She doesn't laugh, but she makes us laugh. Um <laughs> And just really just trying to connect deeply with people who get it and who want to learn more. Like, I truly love inspiring and helping people, but it's finding the right people who are ready for the work because it's it's hard. It's hard work. Yeah. And you're so amazing at it. I want to thank you so much, Carly Cooper, for being on our show today. And I know that people can reach you at www.carlycoopercoaching.com. Is there another... Place that you'd like people to get in touch with you, or is that best? I mean, that's best. They could, I have a free guide that uh, I don't know if we can put a link on the Absolutely. show notes or something, but uh, it's five ways to reduce anxiety and calm the funk down. It's a guide, <laughs> so that's free to anybody who wants it. So, yeah, that's, that's awesome. another great way to connect, or even on social media, Facebook or Instagram. That's so fantastic. I want to thank you again and thank all of my wonderful guests for being here today. Carly Cooper. Again, that's carlycoopercoaching.com. And also Tom Bunn, author of Panic Free, the 10-day program to end panic, anxiety, and claustrophobia. I also want to thank the producer of today's show, Phyllis Newman, production coordinator, Siobhan Kiley, intern, Haley Allegia, technical producer, Faz Quasi, and everyone here at Zoomer. To stay in touch with all of our exciting news, follow us at The Bliss Minute on Instagram. Instagram and Facebook, or check out our magazine at findyourbliss.com. And by the way, while you're doing that, go check out Carly Cooper's article on the law of attraction. It's really fantastic at findingyourbliss.com. And if you're interested in writing for us, just write to us at judy at findingyourbliss.com. As always, we're going to close out the show with a meditation. And I really believe in the power of meditation. And that's why we end every show with one. And for me, I find it to be the best way to control anxiety. And it's been shown that Regular meditation has a protective effect against stress and anxiety, along with all of the other wonderful things that we've heard today. If you're driving, please pull over and turn off your ignition, sit back and enjoy. Start by getting comfortable. Find a position seated or lying down where you can relax. Place your arms at your sides, palms up, and gently close your eyes and take in a deep breath right in filling your lungs, and now breathe out, emptying your lungs completely. Breathe in again, in through your nose and out through your mouth. And keep breathing slowly like this, fully emptying your lungs with each breath. Your deep breathing calms and relaxes you. Take in another deep breath right in through your nose and breathe out through your nose or mouth slowly and evenly. There is nothing you need to be doing right now and nowhere you need to be except here, relaxing, enjoying this time for yourself. You deserve this time and need this time to function at your best. This time will allow you to be as calm and healthy as possible. Simply rest, enjoying this feeling, floating and relaxing. Meditate now on the word relax by mentally saying the word relax each time you breathe in and each time you breathe out. So breathe in, relax, and breathe out, relax. 
It's normal for your thoughts to wander, and if they do, just come back to the breath and focus again on the word relax. And simply allow your mind to drift. You don't need to focus on anything at all, just resting and relaxing and enjoying this pleasant state you're in. Keep relaxing for just a bit longer, enjoying this pleasant, calm, and serene feeling. And you can do this any time during your day when you just need a break. You can feel calm as you go about the activities of your life, even when you encounter stress. Take in another deep breath right in, breathing in relaxation, and breathe out, emptying your lungs completely. Keep breathing smoothly and calmly, enjoying the feeling to the full. And now it's time to come back to the room slowly. Take a moment to wake up your body and mind, wiggle your fingers and toes, sit quietly for a moment. And when you're fully awake and alert, you can open your eyes, stretch and yawn, smile, and have a wonderful afternoon. For Finding Your Bliss, I'm Judy Liebrach, reminding you all to take one step closer to finding your bliss. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.